Welcome to the Week in Italian Startup, where we discuss the latest highlights happening in the Italian tech and investment ecosystem. Up to Sayai, Pisa-based regtech startup raising 3 million pre-Series A funding round, led by Programma 103, an investment fund uh, managed by P101. Um, the round also saw the participation from uh, Business Angel, um, basically investing in fintech uh, and the accelerator of CDP Venture Capital. So uh, in the big um, wave of AI that me and you were trying to explore and uh, you know, understand better, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's good news actually. It's, uh, it's a great application of AI probably. It's uh, you know, kind of solving a big, big quandary. So basically, up to AI uh, is working on uh, um, AI-powered machine-readable regulation, which basically allows their platform to have interactive access to legal data for specifically for banking and insurance compliance. So it's kind of a very niche application, but uh, um, extremely valuable probably because uh, again, compliance is a big part of uh, of banking probably. Uh, when it comes to actually staying up to date with uh, the latest regulation. And uh, that's one excellent way to actually apply um, a very interesting language model that can actually do something like that. What is your take on that? No, I agree. I can imagine that any, any financial institution spends a good bunch of, of, of money and resources to keep up to date with what the regulators are doing, are thinking and are implementing into, into law. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm not an expert, but I've seen or I've, I've read regulations and that's extremely difficult to follow, uh, to, to rebuild, to understand how, how, how's the flow, what's the um, predecessors of the regulation, where it is coming from. So the problem is yeah. there. Uh, the budget is there and the two things put together, I think they're a very good starting point for, for Aptos. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They develop like this uh, platform. So it's a SaaS platform, uh, Dytomic, basically giving you uh, immediate access to legal docs. And as you mentioned uh, precisely, uh, they have a part, a concept called legal inventories, which essentially tracks a regulation, which is probably like a big headache for compliance people uh, in both in banking and insurance. So a very, very useful product, probably uh, for very, very specific kind of person. Um, They also do two two things which are particularly interesting, which is an impact analysis. So they really are working toward sort of as new regulation come out, uh, provide insight to to a compliance officer about what is the impact of that regulation on the current status of, uh, you know, the bank, the compliance officer is working for. So. That's, uh, yeah. that's probably another like big headache, which uh, you know they try to, <laughs> to to solve. Because I was thinking about the next step in this product. So the first the first step is to solve the problem with the compliance officer, so no headache about regulation. The next step is to solve the opportunity for the uh, the structure, the, the guys selling financial products. So you say, oh, this this is the new regulation. These are the ways you can build things around the regulations and. and and there you are, nice. a new revenue stream generator for, for banks and insurance. Beautiful. That's like a nice add-on, you know, down the road, that's another module for the SaaS platform. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, leaving, I'm leaving this proposal out there for free, so. <laughs> All right, talking about um, RegTech for a second. So a regulatory technology basically is a subset of FinTech for the people listening. 
Um, and um, as um, you know, it's clear, uh, it focuses on technologies facilitating the delivery of regulatory requirements. Uh, in general, uh, from the market, we probably can like, um, you know, narrow down to two big trends happening right now in the industry. Um, basically, the first one is AI, uh, like we discussed. So these advanced algorithms, product, um, increasing the, the basically the use case for real-time monitoring, analysis, and also identify potential regulatory breaks and uh, and uh, breaches in general. So that's uh, extremely, extremely valuable for sure. The second one, still uh, surprisingly, blockchain is still like a big uh, topic in RegTech, uh, so, uh, which makes sense uh, to a certain point. So basically um, the ability to provide secure and immutable records of any blockchain, uh, any like the kind of ledger, how ledger are structured, it makes sense actually. Uh, so um, still people are working on the black blockchain part uh, in, in RegTech. Uh, the third and last uh, um, element in RegTech, big trend, is the data protection and customer protection. So everything people working on biometric solution and AI basically to enhance uh, KYC, know your customer processes, and basically detect uh, suspicious activities. So um, RegTech is huge, touching different points in fintech, but not only that, um, cybersecurity, blockchain. So it's, uh, it's kind of a, an interesting uh, like toolbox of, of different, like, um, different parts. So that's, uh, that's pretty interesting. I agree. And in a sense, Europe should be um, an important market for RegTech because we because of the countries, the different regulations. I mean, there, there is the, the, the overall regulation set out by the European Commission, but at the end of the day, uh, it's a bunch of countries that adopt the same regulation and then they apply it to their, to their own in the different, all the different spectrum from commercial to company to legal to whatever. Um, so I, I expect the European one to be a thriving market for, for startups solving the regulation problem. Helping society to under, better understand and work with regulation. Interesting. What do you think? I agree. I agree. I mean, uh, Europe definitely has way more complexities th than a few Anglo-Saxon countries. So, uh, you know, put that in perspective. Uh, you know, put talent into a high, high regulated market, and then uh, and then they see opportunities in actually solving those issues. 100%. No, that's, uh, that's, that's a good point. Uh, well, Italy in particular, you know, uh, notably <laughs> slow and uh, uh, heavily regulated uh, in many, many different ways. So, yeah, probably the next uh, regtech, uh, you know, big, uh, you know, massive unicorn will come from a high regulated country uh, with, uh, you know, with, with different boundaries. Yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah, interesting. That could be. Definitely, definitely mm -hmm. interesting. One interesting part also, which uh, I was thinking about is, um, you know, when we, we discussed a few um, sessions ago about like uh, AI, uh, big models versus small fine-tuned models. So uh, this seems to me like a very interesting application on how, you know, the power of fine-tuning for a very specific task is taking shape. Um, I don't know if it's going to be the next big uh, sort of uh, insight into AI in general, but definitely very helpful if there is like an LLM actually can do these kind of stuff extremely effectively uh, with uh, you know background knowledge data precisely you know built on top of uh, you know legal documents and regulation and what whatnot 
that's extremely powerful. That uh, that's probably a good way to solve like a specific problem. Problem extremely effective. Mm. So this is a good point. Uh, I I wonder uh, not if but when at which point we will have an LLM that that's um, good enough. Uh, as, a, as a base layer to uh, to be effective in the indirect tech market. So I'm thinking about, um, I mean, the current GPT-4, like a kind of um, uh, family of LLMs, uh, are very good at are reasoning machines, right? Uh, but they're not very good at solving um, procedural tasks such as uh, a math problem, right? Uh, and there is all of these Q star. And, uh, gossip, rumor that can solve simple mathematical problems. That's probably what you really need in order to be really effective regulation because there is uh, this strict uh, logic, strict relationship between between facts uh, and, and 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 components of the regulatory body. They probably need a mathematical right, mathematical like type of reason. We're not there yet to be fully, 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 fully ready to apply this technology to the to the vertical. I think Aptos is probably a good step in that, that direction, um, but things will improve. Yeah, um, interestingly enough, like uh, one insight, uh, um, for, there was there is a good video from um, uh, Carpathy about LLM uh, intro to LLM. And what he's saying is that basically LLM is going to be the next uh, GPU. Uh, so the next sort of processing mm. unit is going to be an LLM. And on top of that, the people are going to build. So maybe that's what's going to happen in the future where, the, the, you know, the big parameter, 170 billion plus uh, model is sort of the base. On top of that, um, people are going to play on the fine tuning. And there you go. You have like a product, specific product. Uh, uh, applied uh, in different like case uh, use case in particular, so maybe that's uh, you know that's just the beginning of that. Yeah, this is a good, a good abstraction. Yeah, I saw that chart. A very good abstraction of a potential future. Right, going back to Italy, let's talk about new players in the market. Uh, Digital Magic's preparing to launch a Step Ventures. So, not much information is out there. Well, Digital Magic is one of the uh, big uncles of the Italian VC ecosystem, always been uh, there since the beginning. Uh, launch always launched like different uh, different project. Uh, late the latest one is Step Ventures, which essentially <clears throat> has been like uh, created to support uh, sustainability fintech insurtech, uh, seed and pre series A, and uh, they're gonna write ticket between a half a million to two million. Uh, there is a beginning website, um, not too clear yet how they're gonna perform, but uh, it's a good news. Yeah, I think we will wait for, for more information about uh, about the new fund. That was a breaking news article, so probably a bit early to have the full, the full picture. But as always, an additional player in the seed stage, that's very welcome in the ecosystem. So very good. Another player, um, Flip Holding. So essentially an investment vehicle, which is backed by Banca Valsamina, Anzimut and Flip Digital. Um, basically they put together resources to build these investment vehicles. Uh, investing in startups across Europe and basically the particular element is uh, they're going to raise capital through quasi-equity instrument, SFP, 
uh, in Italy, uh, basically they're fully tokenized on the blockchain. So back on the blockchain and back to a very unique application. What, uh, what is your feel on that, Nick? I mean, it, it is interesting. Uh, uh, we are still experimenting, uh, but it's nice to see that more mature proposals are coming out of experimentation. Uh, I think Flip um, was already in the sandbox of Bank of Italy. Or, I mean, they, they have been working with Bank of Italy uh, on the regulatory side. Uh, and Azimuth is not new in, uh, in investing in things uh, or investment opportunities related to the blockchain. So they're putting um, accumulated knowledge to work. Uh, I think this is probably the first time that they actually deploy this, this knowledge to, to, to the Italian markets. So I'm curious, I'm curious about how, how, how that will work, how they make we work. Uh, of course, yeah, uh, boats. Uh, investment thesis, where they're gonna act, uh, how, how, how it's gonna work. So, yeah, what is cool is also that uh, Flip has been basically surviving the the big like blockchain apocalypse <laughs> in a way. Be they're providing services to companies actually to digitize on the blockchain uh, a lot of elements, uh, a lot of corporate governance uh, elements, um, which is interesting. So it's really like making the funding and the, the management of a company, like very, very lean, very simple, based on a ledger, very transparent. And on top of that, issuing uh, SFP, SFPs and bonds uh, in a very, very lean, lean manner. So um, I don't know if that's going to be the future of uh, corporate governance and documentation, but uh, that's a, an interesting step for sure in a, in a very you know, transparent application of the blockchain technology. Yeah, I agree. So let's say that uh, there the, the, the was a crypto winter, but it was really related to the crypto NFT currencies and stuff like that. But then the light technology is still boiling underneath the surface. So uh, I think there will be a new wave of things, maybe more useful than the past wave, uh, appearing in the next, in the next few years. So still yeah. long blockchain. I agree. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, uh, marketing-wise, uh, being on a blockchain is not gonna, you know, give you any more point, any extra point. But uh, you know, the sort of uh, distributed ledger still makes sense. Still makes sense. That's uh, it's more of a PR and marketing issue at this point, <laughs> more than a technical issue. <laughs> it's an anti uh, an anti um, argument to use in marketing communication. You're on blockchain. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dangerous. Exactly. Red flag. Potential red flag. Exactly. But I think in the future everyone is going to talk like uh, you know distributed ledger technology DLT. You know, it's kind of, people are start looking into that, avoiding the blockchain. Kind of like in the same way that now the U.S. government is not talking about UFOs anymore. They 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 coined another acronym for for an anti unidentified flying objects, <laughs> and that's basically how they talk about it. So maybe that's the same sort of analogy. All right, so um, let's finish with the report uh, compiled by Italian Tech Alliance on the performance of equity crowdfunding in Italy. So equity crowdfunding has been like huge and basically basically raising capital since 2014 up. Um, Italian Tech, um, Tech Alliance essentially collected data points on a different platform that had been active on the market. Uh, we saw a peak pretty much in 2021 with uh, 100 million raised. 
uh, up to date the full amount of uh, money raised through equ equity crowdfunding is 353 million uh, since 2014 so it's interesting it's not a huge amount for a sort of a small market uh, is definitely significant, especially for pre-seed and, uh, and seed investments. Uh, two interesting elements that emerge are the fact that by far the um, vertical with more funding are projects from the food and agri-tech space. So just a little insight, that's probably where people seem like more sensitive. And second, uh, the actual average raise uh happens happened in fintech project so with an average in fintech of two uh, for a fundraise which is almost roughly like twice of the other verticals so it's definitely significant and it's interesting to to notice that um so yeah it's uh, something there people are still using it uh, a lot of fundraising even later stage like series a are going through the equity crowdfunding platforms uh, that's definitely like something to to look into into the VC into the Italian VC space for sure. Uh, even even though since the numbers are slightly different than the uh, usual allocation that you see in the pure VC space, let's say across Europe, not only in Italy, uh, there's probably something different in the type of product that the wisdom of the crowd is accepting and is willing to invest into than the type of products that the VCs are investing in. So there is a there is a mismatch there. Uh, is it structural? Is it you know just given by, by the opportunity emerging in the market? I, I don't know, but um, I'm not 100% sure that crowdfunding and VC are two alternatives uh, on the same market. Uh, VC is an extreme niche in terms of uh, the areas of interest um, yeah. of, the, of the asset class. And I believe there is no full overlapping between the two um, and this, da this data some, somehow goes in, in the same direction but I mean interesting it's probably still early to tell absolutely yeah not enough time has passed uh, we don't we don't have full visibility of what's going to happen I mean all these like uh, you know uh, shares uh, basically distributed across different like people all over the, the, the place um, what's going to happen to that actually like down the road but uh, no I agree there are a few there are a few issues there for sure to see what, how, how it's going to evolve alright this brings to the end of our session thank you so much Nick for joining and uh, see you next week then Jack thank you so much see you in a week